I travelled to Egypt for my 50th birthday and with a, a small tour, but people couldn't believe that I would do that because it, it's so unsafe. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know what figures you're looking at or what news story you're talking about because it's not now. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. Today I have two guests and they look like fun. And I was looking, actually, very much looking forward to doing this interview. We connected on some podcast platform, if I remember well, and they have a fun podcast called Beach Travel and Wine. And I was a little jealous when I read it because I thought maybe that's what I should have called my podcast. But never mind, we're on the most memorable journey. Welcome, Leanne and Lyle, all the way from Australia. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Nice to be here. So happy to have you. And um, You're not the only one that wanted to call their podcast Beach Travel Wine. I'm not. <laughs> anyway, let's leave. It's good. As, it's good the way it is. You know, we, sharing is caring. Exactly. So um, I want to talk to you about many, many things because I've been looking at your episodes. It's a lot about Spain and uh, surely that was a fantastic trip, but you've done so much more and you also have done so much in your life. You are not so young anymore. You are um, no teenager. So you have lift and you um, both, you do care about your health and it's important to keep fit and to be able to move. Is that, could that be because you want to continue traveling as long as you possibly can? You take that one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's for sure. We, um, yeah, we we both have always tried to keep healthy, but you know, it's, it's definitely to, to keep traveling. Um, yeah, for as long as we can. And also to be able to play with the, the, the kids or also the grandkids uh, as long as we can. Yeah. And Leanne just wants to be Leanne just wants to be cool for the grandkids. Yeah, the coolest now. Oh, that's so sweet. Now let's go back a little bit. Do you both remember when you were on a plane for the first time? Um, for me, it was uh, as a child because Australia is such a big country, you know, we, we probably flew domestically, you know, but um, so it would have just been flying from a little country town where I lived to Sydney, uh, which is only a bit over an hour's a flight on a little Fokker Friendship plane. Um, that, would, that would have been my first first plane. What about you, Mark? Oh, probably the same Fokker fr- Friendship. <laughs> I can't say. Fokker. Friendship. Friendship uh, um, plane. Yeah, I used to do a lot of competitive swimming, even as a, a young boy. And I, my first trip was to Tasmania. From Melbourne. From Melbourne to Tasmania on a swimming carnival. And so that was probably my first. But our first uh, plane trip together was to Hawaii. Mm. You see, and that's not even mentioned anywhere, Hawaii. <laughs> everything that I read did not mention Hawaii. But um, I, I was, uh, I'm intrigued by Tasmania because, as you know, I have done uh, some round trips in the in, in Australia. But Tasmania is Tasmania is definitely on my list. I think that's quite a fascinating, fascinating little place, part of Australia, but a little country on its own, isn't it? Uh, we, uh, we, well, we're going to do a probably three part. Podcast. We only talked about it today. Yeah, episode. We we did a three week uh, lap of Tasmania. So um, yeah, we we really loved it. Um, so we're looking at what three episodes? Yeah, we we think so. So there's there's a lot to see in Tasmania. It's, it it reminds us a bit of New Zealand. It's very mountainous and very lush and um, beautiful, beautiful 
um, landscapes, about two-thirds of its national park. It's Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful spot for sure. So we are looking forward to that then, to three episodes about Tasmania, because yeah. that is yeah. not, really, you know, it's not a place where people, it's not that known, you know. When you come from Europe, you don't include Tasmania in your in your trip yeah. to Australia. You go to yeah, Sydney, Melbourne, and yeah. 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 Well, two of those episodes will probably be about Tasmanian wine. <laughs> well, I want to talk about it. We're going to get to that wine in a minute. So Hawaii, Hawaii was your first trip together because you're both in your second marriage. So you met a little later in life and you decided to go to Hawaii. How did that come about? I think Lyle wanted to impress me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what you? can I say? That's true. Did he impress true. you? Hey, a trip to Hawaii, you know, no uh, self you know, righteous girls going to say no to that, are they? Um, yeah, of course. It was. Uh, I we'd we'd both been before, and um, so it was just like a, a yeah, nice nice getaway. We, we were both working pretty hard at that time, so um, yeah. But yeah, we we loved that. Yeah, it was great. The highlight probably was the helicopter trip. Yeah, we we did the um, oh, Jurassic Park. That was my first helicopter ride too, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's that's probably more memorable than a plane trip, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, a bit scared, of, <laughs> bit scared of heights, but the minute that um, the helicopter took off, I just felt at ease, you know. It was it was just, yeah, that was an experience for sure. Yeah, I think helicopter that. rides are great fun because they get you so much closer to, to where you are. I When I was a tour guide, we used to do helicopter rides in Manhattan or in the Grand Canyon, and it's absolutely awesome. Helicopter is a, my favourite form of transport, I've decided. Amazing, yeah. despite the fear of heights. Yes, exactly. It's, yeah. a, it's a fear worth overcoming for that, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, but you weren't really scared. No, I felt safe. You know, it's more of a safety issue than a height issue, I think, you know. Like, the guy, that the, the, the chap that was actually the, the pilot. pilot, he was an ex-Vietnam uh, veteran uh, helicopter pilot. And he was fabulous. He'd been flying his whole yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. So he was a he was an older gentleman, yeah. and uh, he had so much information about the island. And yeah, he was fabulous. Amazing. So that was before you decided to sell your business. That was before you decided to change your life, right? Correct. Yes. Correct. Yes. yes. Yeah. That was two thousand fifteen. And we didn't sell our business until 2019, not from uh, a lack of trying, but, you know, it was just, you know, going through selling businesses isn't as easy as selling a house, I guess. And, yeah, so we we did a few uh, other trips. Well, 2016 was our first trip together to Spain where we met up with my son and his then fiancé, now wife, and we, yeah, we did three weeks in Spain and a week in Portugal um, so that was that was pretty memorable, and um, a couple of trips to New Zealand, uh, or one trip to New Zealand actually um, in that time, uh, skiing with all the the family, which is which was amazing, and um, uh, as you said, the Maldives, um, and yeah, so we did those sort of smaller trips, and, and of course around Australia, you know, to Melbourne and, and Perth and um, Adelaide, uh, Sydney, we would have gone there, and up and before we sold the business, and then we. 
we decided we were going to travel the world and then, you know, we know what happened in 2020. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I felt that's why I started my podcast because I I felt like I was missing a limb because at that time I was working as a conference interpreter for the European Police Association and I, was, I had left Cyprus 23 times in 2019 and then suddenly ah. I was stuck. So I thought if I can't travel, I can at least talk about it. Talk and about it. how yeah. this yeah. came, this started. That's a great but, idea. Tell me, did you travel to Europe as young Australians like many Australians do? No, neither of us did. Uh, I got married first time young and had had children. And um, to travel to Europe from from Australia was quite expensive, you know, back back in the day um, as well. Um, but, uh, you know, no, I didn't. And you didn't either. You were busy working as well. Yeah. 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 So not We're that really, You didn't oh, sorry, go didn't. about... No, no walkabouts for us. We both work. No, we work, both work pretty hard. Yeah. So you, what you're doing now is, and that's, I totally understand that is um, something that you really, really enjoy because it shows, it shows uh, in all the stuff that I've seen about you, you know, it's the kind of thing that you've worked for and you deserve this, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We, we're not the sort of um, grey nomad travellers though, you know, we're not going to pull a caravan or, um, camp on the side of the road, um, you know, that that's that's not for us, is it, hun? <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. But, but we also don't want to see 17 countries in three, you know, three weeks either. You know, that's, um, you know, that, that doesn't suit our style either. Yeah. yeah I, the, the, the country counters, that's... Uh... I know. No, no. I did, you know, some of these people, they even count a stopover or, you know, or even if they get out of the airport for the day and they count that country, that's not visiting a country for me. Well, you know, and who cares the number? I like, um, I don't know if you've heard of a book called 4,000 Weeks and, you know, basically saying you just need to give up on the whole bucket list thing. Well, you know, you're not going to get everywhere and that's okay, you know. Um, and for what reason? You know, no, no one's going to remember when you're not around anyway. So why don't, you know, just take the pressure off yourself and go places and, and enjoy them while you're there and don't, don't you know, if you don't get to see all the places, so be it. You know, the places you have seen have been amazing. Yeah, that that's so true. And I think that exactly shows that when you travel this way, you travel for yourself. You go there to enjoy it yourself. You don't travel for other people because those people who count they don't really count for themselves. It's because they want to impress somebody. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. It's, um, and, you know, and to, and to go into some of the countries, it's dangerous uh, as well. You know, like I'm not, I don't want to be unsafe just to put, tick a box, you know, uh, that we would never yeah, do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you only realise that you've been to a dangerous country or when, after you've been, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. uh, and, and, some countries also have a completely wrong reputation, I believe. I, my daughter traveled in Iran for six weeks, three mm. years ago, and she had an absolutely fantastic time. And, and she said that she's met so many beautiful people who invited them to eat. And, you know, it's, it's so much about politics and media and stuff that's being said that is not true. Well, and things that were said years ago that people haven't forgotten, you know, I, I travelled to Egypt for my 50th birthday and with a, a small tour, but people couldn't believe that I would do that because it, it's so unsafe. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know what figures you're looking at or what news story you're talking about because it's not now, you know, like, you know, and it's, it's you know, 
Um, and my daughter, when she was 17, travelled to Romania for six weeks as well. And people said the same thing. I'm like, you're like, really? I don't, you know, I, I haven't read anything about, um, you know, uh, Romania being un- unsafe either, you know. So, yeah, I think, yeah, some people have thoughts, you know, um, stereotype type thoughts, don't they? Yeah, totally. And I think it's also about your own behaviour. I think if you if you are looking for trouble or if you behave like an idiot in some places, then you may get in trouble, whether you no no matter where you are. Well, yes, and like for instance, in in Egypt, you know, we were we were told you know shoulders and and things covered and be respectful. Um, and then you get a busload of you know tourists arrive from the other you know the the, the tourist side of, of Egypt, you know, all in their you know little tight, you know, um, little tops and shorts and we're showing no respect at all for the culture, you know, and they just give tourists a bad name, don't they? I think it all boils down to respect in travel and in life altogether. I think if we all respected each other for what we are, things would be a lot different. And uh, I, I say that in every podcast episode because one thing that I have learned, um, by living abroad or traveling abroad is that we are all the same. We want to be respected. Well, we're more the same than we are different. That's for sure. Yeah. So mm. let's talk about um, wine and Spain. And I think that really was the trip of a lifetime, right? Uh, yeah. It's hopefully not our last trip of a lifetime, though. Um, well, for we, now. <laughs> for now, yeah. Well, and I guess it seems like a trip of a lifetime because we podcasted uh, while we're on the road and we're still sort of catching up and, and um, you know, so it's very visible to the places we went and and that in itself has made it even a better trip, you know, because you, you're more more aware, you're sharing information and, uh, yeah, it, it just brings a whole new level to travelling. Uh, um, previous to this trip, though, in 2019, we did eight weeks in Spain um, that, um, you, yeah, we didn't obviously podcast at that time. We were doing a few catch-up catch episodes. But, yeah, this was a, a um, an amazing tour and this time we wanted to go places we hadn't been and to some wine areas, as as um, you said, for sure. We, we don't mind a glass of vino? Yes. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, I'm not sure who likes it most, Leanne or I, but, um, yeah, I, look, I've come from the hospitality industry Um so I've always had an interest in having fun mainly <laughs> and the wine was second. But the wine enhances the fun. So, um, yeah, we... Uh, but the Spanish wine is is very good wine and we learnt lots about the wine and we went to La Rioja, which is the best-known wine area in Spain and, and little wine villages and, we, we, you know, little bodegas, didn't we? It was, yeah. And the controls that they have. Uh, quality controls. Quality controls that they have are amazing, mm. uh, absolutely amazing. So You're not going to get a bogus bottle of wine if it's got the... The pronunciation of origin, yes. their origin. Right. So, yeah. And um, that basically is based on uh, the grape, the yield, uh, how long it's uh, oh. stored for. Uh, there's five categories. Mm. And then within that, within that, they also have other categories that you can actually turn the bottle of the wine and uh, you'll see on the label, uh, Crianza, which is one of the top, and then you'll have whether it's from Rueda or whether it's from La Rioja. And, uh, yeah, it's all very, very specified. 
Mm. And before, why Spain? How did Spain come about? Was there a reason? Was it the wine or was it her? It was her. <laughs> it was her. Well, a couple of things. When I was a um, a child and, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking maybe five or six because that's when your memory sort of, you know, uh, I can remember back to. I was told, it was always spoke about that my grandmother, whose maiden name was Manuel, um, was from Spanish origin. Now, the the family records or family tree only goes back to sort of British records, but um, and I've always wanted to learn Spanish, and you know, like I, it's that's an ongoing um, you know challenge that that I face <laughs> learning Spanish. And, and so, how I'm, long have you been learning Spanish, honey? Um, I mean, <laughs> she's punching me under the table. I, I look, I've been learning Spanish on and off for years, but when you put it all together, it's it's not that long. So. Anyway, how is it going? Can you order your wine in Spanish? Si, si, si. Yeah. <laughs> Por supuesto. I've actually been uh, learning Spanish as well, probably for the last couple of years. Yeah. So. And that's only to understand when Leanne's swearing that's at not me true. in Spanish. <laughs> you know, when you go to a you know a country, Australians aren't big on learning second languages, unless you come from a migrant background, which, you know, of course a lot of people do. But we sort of have this, um, and I'm speaking generally, we have a very sort of ignorant attitude is the whole world speaks English. What You don't need to learn Spanish or another language. Why would you bother? That attitude doesn't sit well with me because, um, you know, we've been places where people don't speak English or don't speak English very well, you know, um, older people in Spain didn't learn English at schools and I don't know, had the word to explain it, but the satisfaction you get when you can have a, a very basic conversation with someone in their language and the appreciation they give you, um, you know, when you tell them you're from Australia and you speak a bit of Spanish, that, you know, you can see their eyes light up. It, it just enhanced our trip so much. Yeah, it, it, was a, it really did, didn't it? Yeah, for me... I and especially now this is our third time back and lands become more and more proficient and especially this for instance this year we went to we've been to Madrid three or four times and this time we we real I loved Madrid this time more than any other time and I think I'd put it down to the fact that um, we were so much more confident to going to crowded bars and communicate with the locals and communicate with the people behind the bar, be, and it just enhanced the whole holiday. Yeah. And seriously, it was amazing. And, yeah, we we loved Madrid this time. We stayed right in the centre of where all the tapas bars and, and that were, and we had a ball. The other thing about Spain too, I think, for us is, and it's not, I guess it's just Spain for us, it'd be the same for other people in other countries, is the more time you spend there, the more comfortable you are and the more you do explore, you know, you get off the beaten track a bit, you go to places that aren't quite, you know, as popular as others, um, you feel comfortable hopping on a train or a bus for a day trip without, you know, having to to go to the guidebooks or, you know, or Google and all that sort of stuff. So I think just feeling comfortable to explore is is a nice feeling. And I just want to come back to that English thing and, and not learning languages. I think that is our fault, you know, I'm Swiss, we we, we accommodate Americans, we, we accommodate all the English-speaking people. You don't need to learn because we learn it and we speak, we, you know, we, we learn it for you. But you are so right about the appreciation bit and how much people's 
face lights up. I, when I was a tour guide, I always used to learn, you know, just thank you and hello in that language, sure. whether it's in Thai or in, 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 in Arabic or God knows what. It's not about being able to speak the language because that's a completely different story. That takes a lot more, but it's about showing that you, you made an effort. I think that's what it's all about, making an effort and trying. You're making effort, but and also caring enough that you know you think enough of their country and, and their language to to make the effort, right? Exactly, exactly. Respect mm. again. It, it all goes back yeah. to respect. Yes. There we go. There's that yeah. word. <laughs> Actually, it was interesting. There was one particular taxi driver that Liam was talking to in um, in Spanish, and he actually sort of, you know, because obviously Europeans don't know that much about Australia and why should they, but he actually asked Liam whether all Australians spoke Spanish. Was it our actual national language? Yeah, he was surprised that I was speaking Spanish, so. Yeah. Good for you. Well done. Yeah, so how, yeah. did, how did you travel around Spain? Did you mostly, did you fly or did you take trains and um, buses or how did you move around? Well, number one, we will never hire a car overseas. I hate driving in Australia, let alone in another country on the other side of the road, would just terrify me. So we do public transport, which uh, in Spain has been buses and trains. If there's a train available, we'll take that, And but otherwise we, we go by, uh, by bus. And we sort of um, have a bit of a, a plan, don't we? We don't like to travel more than three or four hours a day, you know, because you don't want to spend a day travelling. So, you know, we sort of find places that are within that distance and they have a good sort of transport um, connection and, you know, we that that's, you know, how, how we sort of pick where, where we're going to go and if something's about six hours then we'll break it up and um, we'd like to spend, a, you know, about a week in a place um, and then we can do day trips once again by public transport. We like to arrive around lunch. Time. Yeah, we do like to ride around lunchtime. <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> yes, I understand. I got that by now. Yes, but yes. do you plan your whole trip in advance? Do you like, do you have, if you say you're going for three weeks to a place, do you plan everything in advance or do you take it as it comes? Well, I think because of COVID, you have to, we had to book our accommodation, you know, um, ahead. I like to have our transport and our accommodation, you know, pretty well um, locked down before we before we go. However, we don't have any plans once we get there. Uh, so, you know, we just walk out the door and say right or left, you know, uh, what, which way we're going to go today, maybe find like a local guide or something, you know, when we're there. Yeah, so I guess we are a bit organised. I actually have a holiday book where I print it all out and put it, you know, <laughs> put it in order and, you know, and, and, you know, so I know, you know, what, what time the train's leaving. It's all, it's all, you know. Okay. Um, but you are still, you are still spontaneous when it comes to a, like a restaurant or a bar or a, a you, oh, know, yeah, yeah. you don't have all that because I did an interview with somebody recently and we were talking about that in the old days. I was a tour guide when we had no cell phones and no internet. And, you know, now sometimes things are too planned. You know, you already know where, where in which restaurant you're going to eat in, 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 in a year. And I think that somehow it kills the fun. Yeah. I guess there are some places like Alhambra, you know, in, in Granada that you have to book months ahead. Um, and I think it's the same maybe for Sagrada Familia. And even some of the, you know, the, the really well-known restaurants, you know, that if you know you're going to be there, then you should get your tickets ahead. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things sort of maybe calm down after COVID. You know, it was pretty 
uh, full on in in Spain um, in some places. Not so much with, I guess, with local tourists as well, wasn't it, honey? You know, so it'll be uh, interesting to see how what happens from from now and if you can be a little bit more flexible with with, with that. We, although we do, because Leanne's got some friends in Australia that, well, actually a Spanish teacher, mm. and and they that they're from Spain, so they've, you know, Leanne will talk to Patricia and and Carlos um, about different areas, you know, which are the best areas to go and blah blah blah, and they'll then recommend, oh, you've got to go there. They've got the best pork in Toledo or, you know, in Burgos or, mm. and every time we've... We, we follow their we followed their advice. Sure. Yeah. And, mm. and, and, and each time it's been fabulous. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a lot yes. of good food in the north of Spain as well, like in Santander and in, in Bilbao. I saw that you had an episode about that uh, too. How did you like that area? Oh, we were blown away by northern Spain, weren't we? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it, really loved it. Uh, Asturias, you know, where the Picos de Europa are with, with the glacial lakes and um, the, the Covadonga and stuff, that that was, yeah, that was amazing. It, it's so not like the stereotypical Spain. And then, yeah, Santander up the top. And we've been to San Sebastian before too, which is, you know, what the locals call what the the food capital of the planet, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but amazing food. We haven't had bad food anywhere in Spain to be, let's be honest, have we? No, no, no. <laughs> but Oviedo was fabulous as well up north yeah. and I think that um, the thing that I noticed, and I might have been just me, but I also noticed that the people were taller. Yeah, they change. And get, blonder. Yeah, as you get north. Yes. As you get north. In yeah. the north, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes, I agree. I mean, you can see that in Italy as well, you know, people who are closer mm. to the Swiss border or the French border. Yeah, <laughs> I used to have a friend when I was a tour guide. She was French and she used to make fun of all the Southern Europeans. She always used to say everything that is south of Lyon are the same. <laughs> but <laughs> that's maybe uh-huh. too generalized. That's fairly south. There's a fair bit south of Lyon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so... That's Spain for you. Let's go back a little bit about, I want to talk to to you about Australia as well, because people who are listening to this podcast episode are interested in the world and about, and all the most memorable journeys. You live in Queensland, don't you? Are you from Queensland? No, you're not from Queensland. No, no, we live on the Sunshine Coast now, which is north, about an hour north of Brisbane, which is the capital. Which is in Queensland. In yeah. Queensland, yeah. And But I'm from um, the next state down, which is New South Wales, a little regional country town, and Lyle's from the capital of Victoria, um, Melbourne. Right. So because I have travelled a lot in uh, in Australia, I did all these tours starting in uh, Darwin and been to Kakadu National Park and all these places. If somebody from Europe wants to travel to um, Australia and they only have two weeks, where should they go? Well, oh, wow. <laughs> then then you would probably, you know, fly into Sydney and do the area around Sydney, the Blue Mountains and, and south of the, the beaches south of Sydney and and maybe the Hunter Valley, you know, that's a beautiful sort of wine area. Um, there's plenty to do around Sydney, isn't there? Uh, yeah, you've got the Sydney Harbour, which is... Spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. You've got the northern beaches. You've got... Um, so there's your two weeks gone. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney. <laughs> yeah. So around how long did uh, one come to Australia then? Six months. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's such a, you know, well, Spain fits into Australia 15 times. So 
you know, it's as you know, it's massive, and it's a bit hard for people to to comprehend that. And you know, most Australians haven't seen all of Australia, including us. So, um, you know, I think a lot of, um, in fact, I was listening to uh, one of your podcasts with James Hammond, and he spent some time in Australia, and he was saying that because the minimum wage in Australia is quite so good. It's a great place for, you know, people to come and work and save money and, and travel from here. So you do, we, well, pre-COVID, you saw, you know, we used to have a lot of um, backpackers working, you know, a- around the place and they'd spend quite a long time here. Um, but, you know, as a, as a um, and probably a more mature tourist travelling on your own, you know, you wouldn't want to do much under a month. Like it's, the problem is, you know. Um, and the fact that you've got to travel so far. Well, and jet lag, you know, like yeah. it takes us a week to get over it, you know. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd save up my holidays if, if if you have to and your money and, and um, yeah, just do a, a couple of weeks and, you know, you can't see it all. That's that's, that's just true. That's the way. We talk about Queensland. Queensland's a, a very popular um, tourist uh, destination mm. and there's, you know, we look at Brisbane, for instance, Um and uh, the you know the Brisbane River and all through there, it's absolutely beautiful. And we just and had we, a weekend at the Gold Coast. Yeah, we went to the Gold Coast. We had a ball down there. Uh, then we we've um, done our scuba course up at uh, Port Douglas, mm. which is in North Queensland. Yeah, I think and Elizabeth, you've been up there, haven't you? I have been. Yeah. I've been to the Great Barrier Reef. We used to stay in yeah. Cairns, and I've also yeah. been a few times to the Atherton Tableland to the rainforest, which is beautiful. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Australia is a beautiful. It's a it's it's a continent. You see, it's not just a country. Yeah. It's a continent. Correct. <laughs> It, it, the distances and everything, for me, I would love to go back to Australia and spend time in Australia, but it's just so far, you know. It, it, mm. I will eventually do it. But um, I took the kids to Sydney and to Melbourne because we have friends south of Melbourne in Jervis Bay. Hi, hi, oh, I know Jervis Bay, yeah. Yes, beautiful. Like they said, it's the whitest beach in the world. Now, I'm sure there are other places saying that too, but it was definitely very, very white. Australia has everything. And and what the other thing that really impressed me was uh, Kangaroo Island off the coast of Adelaide, which is another yeah, little microcosm yeah. on its own on this little island. You have everything. Yeah, there's, there's lots a, of seals there. Eh? Yes, yes. We have a lot. Our wildlife is particularly, you know, amazing, really. You know, um, you know, in Tasmania, the, the wombats that just wander around, you know, like they're, they're beautiful little well, they're not little, are they? They're quite like they're, they're big, solid things. I, I love those and the, just the wallabies. And I've just had a friend uh, in Western Australia send a photo with a quokka, you know, like they're the, the, the little ones that smile all the time and, the, you know, koalas. Well, they're tiny kangaroos, aren't they, the quokkas? Are they all? They're related to the kangaroos, but they're not kangaroos, no. Wallabies. Yeah. Yeah, so our wildlife is, and that's what uh, the other thing, I had to tell Lyle, stop it. Every time someone talked about Australia and they don't want to come because of the the, the dangerous animals and, and he plays it up. And I'm like, you just, you've got to stop it, you know, like he tells them how big the snakes are and, you know, the, the crocodiles. <laughs> I and, focus on crocodiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds a bit um, like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Well, oh, no, I'm the opposite. I am so scared of crocodiles. <laughs> I mean, we don't have them down down. 
uh, where, we, where are. we are, but up north, mm. we did a uh, we did a tour of uh, Darwin. Did you do um, any boat tours on the Adelaide River when you were up in? No, no, I didn't. No, but I, I mean, I've, I did Kakadu National Park out out of Darwin for three days, which definitely is crocodile country. I met that uh, buffalo that he put to sleep. You know, I don't know if you saw them. Yeah, exactly. That's the one I saw. <laughs> it, it's in a zoo somewhere between uh, Darwin and uh, and the park. Ah. Okay. Yeah, we did a we did a, a flight over Kakadu, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It was beautiful. It yeah. was absolutely amazing. And then we did a Billabong cruise with Dennis with two ends. He said his name was. Yeah, he was a yeah. funny. He was an indigenous guide, and um, he was a funny guy. I'd ask him a question, and he'd say, "That's a very interesting question." And that was all I got. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny part. My 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 strong my biggest hardest part in Australia was that. All these driver guides, all these guys who drive you around, it's not like you have a tour guide and a, and a, and a driver. You, you have one and they love their country and they talk and talk and talk and talk. And there are all these animals that don't, don't exist anywhere else in the world. And I always had to translate everything into German and French. And I used to think, please stop talking because I can't take this anymore. But of course, they mean well because they love their country so much. Uh huh. Yeah, that's true. But we did do a crocodile um, boat tour where you know they hold the meat out and the six metre crocodiles basically jump up out of the water. And and Law was saying, well, how does the crocodile know not to jump in the boat? He was just he was just well, if they can jump up six metres into the air to get the meat, the boat's about one and a half metres. So. Maybe they didn't get the memo. There were so many crocodiles. They're not in supposed this, to jump in the boat. In this river, you were going plonk, 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 plonk. Yeah, there was a, yeah, absolutely. You were not, you could not drive along the river without going over the crocodiles. And then when the tour finally finished, I was so happy. We went <laughs> to get off the boat and there was a lizard the size of a small horse waiting <laughs> for us. One of those water, what do they call oh, them? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was... But the um Concerned. the guide the guide um the boat driver and the guide had a big um gun on his uh, yeah three fifty seven magnum or whatever they in call it a dirty herring gun just in case they yeah you never know mm. better safe than sorry mm. tell me because time is passing very quickly Leanne what's next for you what's coming. What's coming is um, Perth. Yes, Monday we're off to Perth and Margaret River wine area. Uh, Lyle has family over there. We're going to see, but that's that's only like a ten day trip. Look, where we live, we're very lucky. You know, we've sort of set up our life that when we're at home, we're on holidays, and when we get sick of being on holidays, we can travel. Uh, so you know, this is a time of year that you really want to be. Uh, it, at the Sunshine Coast, you know, it's it's summer, the beaches are beautiful, you know, so we're just going to enjoy the, the next couple of months um, of summer here. And then, um, oh, look, long story, we ended up with a credit for a, a, a tour company and we had to use that up by a certain date, so we've booked a trip to Mexico. Oh, wow. Is that going to be podcast episodes? Yes, it will definitely. And <laughs> <laughs> Whether I like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd love it. No, and we're actually thinking this time we might try and do day by day or two days, you know, like because we've never done a, an organised tour like 
like this before. You know, we might try and do it raw and um, and real, and you know, the, the good and the bad and all that all that stuff, and and try and put an episode together that way. We'll see how we go. Like, if not, we'll we'll co- do it our old fashioned way when we finish the trip. You know. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's beautiful when it's spontaneous, and I think one of the things that I also like to do is I don't want to send people questions in advance. You know, then then and then people study those questions and write down the answers. I want to chat like we are having now. And, you know, you never yes, really right. know where it leads you to. And I think this is exactly what you're doing and it's beautiful. And then later in the year, we've booked um, a couple of weeks to New Zealand again. This time where there's eight adults and eight children. So I have eight grandchildren and um, we've all got an apartment and we're all going to stay together. And, you know, hopefully most of us can have a bit of a ski. And it's New Zealand, especially Queenstown, where we're going you know, once again, wine area, wine to die for, food, amazing, you know, like it, it's, it's scenic. It's We've done a helicopter flight there where we've actually landed on a glacier, you know, like, yeah, so that's something. Milford Sound. Milford then we Sound. flew down to Milford Sound. and yeah. So that's something that we're really looking forward to because it's like a, a bit of family memory, you know, and I just really want to have the, the especially the grandkids, you know, enjoy those those trips, you know. Um, so with the cool nana, with yeah, cool nana, uh, <laughs> the cool Spanish speaking nana. Oh yeah, they can see. snow ski and scuba dive. Yeah, yeah. I'm a beginner in both, but hey, they don't need to know that. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and who knows what what might pop up along along the way. Yeah. Um, I did um, New Zealand in a week. We had oh, wow. we used to have a three weeks that three weeks tour to Australia, and when we had enough people, when we had more than ten people going onwards to New Zealand, the tour guide was going with them. So I had one of those tours, and I didn't. I mean, that's just that's nothing. Nice. You can't do New Zealand in a week. That's another thing that you need to do more. So, and of course, on our bucket list is um, when I said we don't have bucket list, we we want to. There's a couple more places in Spain we like to do, but we want to do um, the south of France. Like mm-hmm. that's you know like explore. All that that's certainly way up there on the the, the places to to do, isn't it, hun? Yes. Mm. Fantastic. I really want to do the south of France. <laughs> Leanne and Lyle, what would you tell somebody who is listening to this podcast today and, you know, knowing that you are, I'm going to post the pictures and they're going to see it, knowing that you are not uh, 25-year-old influencers, what, what do you tell them? Should they do it or should they not do it? Travel. Yes. You mean? Um well, I guess you'd probably think I'm going to say definitely, which um, I, I I certainly do think people should travel. However, sometimes overseas travel isn't for everybody and, um, you know, we have friends like that and, you know, I, I think it, even travelling in your own country is, is a really good experience, you know, and I think, yeah, certainly getting out and experiencing different places is uh, a, an amazing thing for life, isn't it? Like that—that's the way I see it. What do you think, honey? I think that maybe what you said earlier is that people have to be careful not to have preconceived ideas before they go to countries. Um, I think what you said earlier as well is that, well, what Land said—that we've got more in common with everybody than that we haven't in common—and mm-hmm. I think. Um, my advice, if they were going to go to Europe, would be definitely Spain. And and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, I think the people are spectacular. They're so friendly. It's so safe. At no point have we ever, ever thought uh, to get anxious at all. 
And it is the value for money is unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. And the things that you learn when you travel, you know, it just the the history, you know, and um, things that you, you think you should know and you don't. You know, you come across um, buildings and and places that you know you think how how have I got through this much of my life and not known that this has existed. You know, that the moment there's so many times that that's happened to us, and you know, you're just blown away by that. Is you know, and and you would never experience that if you didn't travel. And I think you also become a lot less judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think those are very, very wise words at the end of this episode. And I think the bottom line is do it for yourself if you want to do it and enjoy everything and don't do it just because other people are doing it. And do it your way. Yes, and do it your way. Well, Lyle and Leanne, thank you so much for being on Most Memorable Journeys on this episode today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. We've had a lovely chat. Lovely catching up with you. Yeah, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. If you enjoy my podcast, please like, share and subscribe to my channel. You will find all the information in the show notes.